Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome, explorers, to yet another episode of Star Trek Adventures Flight Beyond the Veil. I am your game mistress, Winter, and you can find me at GMistressWinter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and over at my channel, Mistress Winter's Court, on Monday nights. Uh, I am very excited to get into yet another session of Star Trek and to see where the USS Parallax goes and what kind of shenanigans and exciting drama that the crew gets into this week. So uh, on that note, let's go ahead and introduce or reintroduce our crew. If you've never been here before, then they're completely new to you. If you're a regular, then it's nice to be reacquainted. Let's go ahead and start with Juicy. Wonderful. And I already see that uh, we have audience throwing uh, minus twos to you. So we, we have one from Cold Spider. So that's pretty awesome. So make sure to bank that and, and we'll touch on that uh, later. Oh, uh, not again. Okay. Um, 
how about now? Oh, you know what it is? Uh, I have I forgot to change the audio for Zoom. Explain it. There we go. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead and reintroduce yourself, Juicy. Hi, I'm Juicy Garland, a Boston area drag queen on most days, mm-hmm. and a super nerd. And you can find me on Twitter at Juicy Garland and on Instagram at Juicy Garland. I'm in boy mode tonight because life happens, and I will be playing Lieutenant Dupree, our science officer. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, and Jesse. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming back. I'm just Jesse D, longtime Trekkie, first time STA player. You can find me over on Hive at just Jesse D or on Tumblr at just Jesse D. Uh, tonight I'm playing Lieutenant Commander Telen Sol, first officer on the USS Parallax. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And yes, an extra shout out to our audience who are always uh, quick on the draw with technical issues. Uh, all right. How about Anita? Uh, hello, everybody. I'm Anita. I'm a TTRPG streamer, graphic designer, producer, all about weird person in the space. Um, you can usually find me on uh, Twitter at Critical Misses or at Panita. Uh, and I'm just glad to be here playing your captain this evening, Mira Drell. Wonderful. Uh... And I, I, I don't know if <laughs> we can do this, but I just redeemed a plus two for the oh. next goal. <laughs> the GM can hand that. that out to whoever whoever she wants. <laughs> for, for the drama. For the drama, yes. For all uh, the drama. Yes, good, good. <laughs> Thank you. And Twisting. Uh, greetings, everybody. I'm Twisting Curses here on Discord, and only on Discord. And it has been it has been a super long week, and I've been looking forward to this uh, ever since last last session. And uh, let's get to it. Yes, I think we shall. So last time on Flight Beyond the Veil, our crew chased after some of their own who had made off with a runabout. Uh, because they were going to be found out. Uh, at least that's what the assumption was as the parallax chased down their errant crew members uh, into a, a very volatile cloud in which they had to rescue them and avoid being destroyed themselves. The crew was brought back aboard and subsequently uh, thrown in the brig uh, until it could be determined what mental state they are all in. Uh, Growing concerns over this strange mutation that manipulates the minds of those it affects uh, is is causing unease and worry among the crew. You have narrowed it down to this pervasive signal, sourceless but prevalent, that is causing people to change. Now, the task ahead was to create a countermeasure against this signal. And as it happens, a very large 
fold ship had been cruising by, and the parallax is stalking it. But to what end? We shall find out tonight. That is where we start. The parallax is drifting, cruising in the wake of this fold ship. Captain, your orders. Maintains pursuit at a safe distance. Make sure they don't see us. Keep our scanners at full alert. Kind of feels like we're following the tiger back to its lair. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The... And... Oh, no, so, go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. <laughs> I'm done. You go for it. Uh, sure. Uh, the large oblong ship that resembles a big metal stingray uh, among the stars is cruising at a a good warp uh, with you just trailing behind it. It's not in any hurry. Uh, you feel that if it were, then uh, you'd probably have some trouble keeping up with it, uh, as is apparent in some of the smaller ships. But for now, you are cloaked in its own warp signature and hidden from view. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to go to sick bay and make sure that I don't have that genetic marker. <laughs> and sure. I would recommend my senior staff do the same. Yes, Captain. Will do. We were working on some kind of internal ship sensors, right, to detect that mutation in some yes. people? Yes. But until we until we suss out that, we're going to have to make sure that the people that we have working in key positions are people that we can trust. Mm -hmm. People that won't be turned. Mm. Dr. Madmika, uh, the command crew comes to you uh, all at once, one at a time. One at, uh, a, time. One at a time or Okay, so who's first? Captain? Uh, Captain's going to make sure that uh, set an example for the rest of the crew. Okay, probably a good idea. Yeah. Well, Captain, I'm going to check uh, your Rigelian flu symptoms to make sure that is completely gone. And <laughs> appreciate you... that. Yes, you are also uh, the first to. Uh, test the new, uh, how shall I put it, uh, detection scan. We have a new detection scan? For the mutation, to make sure that uh, everyone is, who is, yeah, we do not know how it uh, passes from one individual to another yet, so we need to be vigilant about uh, scanning everybody and okay. everyone we can put our tricorder we can we can set this up in everyone's tricorder so you can also scan as well wherever you are you don't not everybody has to come to uh sick bay that's actually very handy mm -hmm. so do uh, I need to if you can 
hand that up to the department heads and we'll make sure that they get that done from the top down. Yes. Uh, yes, Captain. I would like Appreciate to make it. a request. Uh, in the future, can we keep an open comms line? Because a lot of things happened and uh, no one informed uh, the doctor. So I oh. kind of had to find out <laughs> after the fact. Like, uh, we'd been attacked and I figured that's what it was, but uh, that was wasn't confirmed. Oh. I'll I'll make sure that you're made aware of anything that goes on. Um, obviously, if we're going to be sending casualties your way, you'll want to know that heads up. That's good thinking. Thank you for letting me know. You're welcome. And do I need to roll for the scan or just go ahead and? No, uh, it's it's a pretty simple scan now. Okay. Uh, you, you, you're refining it to the point that, uh, you've almost got it down to huh, a science. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. mm. uh, okay. the captain is clear. The captain is clear. Well, uh, you are not showing any signs of the mutation captain. So that's, uh, very good. And I recommend that... Maybe you can conduct a self-scan uh, at your leisure at regular intervals, just to be certain. And, and I will good. as well. Um, I'll also make sure that uh, the results of these scans get sent to you, so that way you're fully apprised of any changes that happen. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. I did... We did talk to uh, Ensign Helga, and she agreed to let us treat her and I have some of a sample of her her blood and I'm going to be running that through analysis and trying to figure out how it moves from one one individual to another uh, because if we were all on the ship with them at the same time passed by them sat in the mess hall with them uh, it, it's very unclear and so I believe it was Lieutenant Commander Tellen who said that we should look for uh, a specific gene within each individual. And so uh, I'll be running those running those tests while while we're in pursuit, I believe. Maybe it's a cumulative effect. Something to do with a proximity to the signal? Yes. Not necessarily bloodborne. It's uh, it's some sort of telepathic suggestion from what we were able to discern. Correct. I believe yes that that is that is correct. I'm. I need to know that for sure. I'm I'm unconvinced of that. Why would a? How could a telepathic signal affect only one specific gene? That's. That's interesting to me, but uh, we will be conducting that analysis, and, and we'll we'll figure it all out. I know that the signals have something to do with it, and I am still analyzing the the ocean liquid from the planet where the shuttle was found, and mm, there still is nothing there that I've come across. 
Hmm. But, that was uh, another interesting mystery, but uh, we can always log that for later. Seeing yes. as we have new and uh, more pressing priorities. But I appreciate uh, I appreciate the thoroughness of your research, Doctor. Well, thank you. Uh, other than that, uh, if you want to send uh, whomever up to Med Bay, and we'll keep scanning. Uh, uh, I think uh, uh, the Lieutenant Commander Talon is uh, on her way next. Okay. Doctor? Lieutenant Commander. Here we go. Number one. <laughs> Captain? <laughs> uh, you do a quick scan and... Talon is clear. Okay. Um, so I just have to program my tricorder and now I can scan other people with this? Yes, you can. Okay. So if you find your, if we find ourselves in a situation where you are not able to get to Medbay, mm -hmm. then you can also conduct the, the scan. I would not recommend uh, scanning the the people that we come in contact to contact with as the fold, because I have a suspicion that they're all that it, that is what this is. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but uh, you'll just find a whole bunch of people who are mutated. How frequently would you like the crew to get scanned, Doctor? Uh, every six hours. Okay, I'll add it to um, to the schedules and make sure that um, that on-duty crew members are getting scanned before and after a shift. It might be about eight hours for them, but then off-duty, they should check in at least once with you until yes. we can figure out a way to... Um, until we figure out how long this this takes to incubate or whatever the correct term is, and then maybe we can extend it. But yeah, yeah. Yes, I uh, remember what you were saying, and I was thinking about trying to program some of my nanoprobes to inhibit this signal just to see what what is going on there and that uh so i may uh, avail myself of your uh computer expertise sure certainly whatever i can do to help i mean you're the expert on the nanoprobes themselves um but i can help you integrate them absolutely um just for the gm i can help the doctor um set up set up like a a live feed of the bridge at all times if he wants mm. okay um if if that's what you meant by open comm linked unless you wanted like all of the conversation all of the time uh, between our communicators a live feed would be uh that would suffice okay uh, i can just uh I'll, I'll if i if i see something interesting going on i'll turn it on and We'll go from there, but yeah, that that would be a great idea. Thank you. No problem. That works. Yeah, that's a pretty simple task. 
just ask the computer to link in a feed and off you go. Um, can I make a roll though to make sure that this is a secure feed? Oh, um, yeah. And so that um, the doctor is receiving it only to his console and that it's like properly encoded that only that console can display it. So if anybody tries mm. to like tap into the feed, they just see like like the 90s <laughs> dial-up noise <laughs> uh yes uh we'll just make this a simple difficulty one okay and especially with your expertise and uh cryptography i would say espionage because i'm avoiding people spying on us but yes. well uh cryptography can be used to like um that's uh, true yeah you know protect and encode uh, feeds and stuff so but um, both work what would this be presence oh, uh sorry uh Security. sorry uh yeah uh no not presence i would say control security okay while we're waiting for the results of that role 16. i do want to say that sting palm gave us four minus twos Woo. thank you sting palm Thank you. Thank you. And I'm gonna have to use my plus two very strategically. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I rolled a thirteen and a four, and four is below my security. So if crypto analysis applies, then it would be three successes. It does indeed. Uh, you are maxed out on your mo uh, momentum. Okay, so. no problem. Uh, I don't know if you can go ahead and like. I can. Uh, I, use, I'll only spend yeah. one. I'll spend one that I earned because I get one anyways. Mm -hmm. um, on information, sure. Uh, while I'm setting up this this um, encoded uh, direct feed from the bridge, is there proof that anybody has been monitoring our systems or feeds within the ship? Like, I, I'm basically checking while I'm at the computer. I want to check to see if any out of the ordinary stuff has been accessed from an un from like a not regular location Ooh. so some of those crew members that were affected maybe by the fold had they been you know spying on us from their quarters and like redirecting comms traffic anything like that yes mm. uh, there it seems to be a A comm signal that is receiving, not broadcasting, down in one of the cryo tank storage oh, areas. Okay. I am going to take um, Sejic, our security chief, and a team down there with me to investigate that. All right. Once the once everything's set up with the doctor, mm -hmm. of course. Of course, of course. Uh, Did you want to finish up in sick bay with um, with the rest of the senior staff, and then we can jump down to yeah, the I, th I think that okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, we can call over the the comm security. Uh, meet me down in crowd storage three. <laughs> yep. All right. And then we have Tenant Dupree. Dupree. Doctor, I am here for my scan. Uh, yes. Uh, let's, let's begin. 
and he takes the device and just starts to scan and uh what's the result lieutenant Dupre is clear is clear okay yeah uh well lieutenant uh the the scan is uh negative which is really good and you can use the protocol on your own tricorder and i recommend doing a self-scan at regular intervals uh every six hours would be good uh more if you prefer and you are also able to scan other crew members as well so uh as you know uh the vector is unknown and we will be i'll be working on that here trying to figure out how it moves from one individual to the other yes thank you if i do recall we did discover that there was a radio signal that was causing people to be affected in this manner i was yes. wondering if there are genes that are susceptible to the signal and you have been looking i assume at solutions for this problem would you like aid from my team in discovering some potential drug target and or target in the gene itself that you may be able to find and yes. an impact to prevent yes uh I want to see if we can block the signal in someone who has already been, uh, who has already encountered the mutation and to see how that affects any of the, the cells. And I'm looking for commonalities between the seven people, I believe it's seven, uh, seven people in the brig. And oh. so that analysis is being run as well. Have you taken samples from those afflicted that we recovered? Yes. Uh, I just was able to get back up here and uh, then started to, to scan the senior staff. Might you provide a portion of that sample so that we may research as well? Uh, yes, absolutely. Excellent. So he goes to the what would kind of be like the fridge and or the cold storage and uh, kind of moves some things around and hands over kind of like a box that has uh, dry ice effect coming out of it. <laughs> Excellent. I will provide this to the science team. Liquid nitrogen, you know, going over the head. Yeah. <laughs> we will provide yeah, results as soon as we possibly can. And I will say, it may be good at this time to venture progress and testing on medical staff Helga. I do believe she was afflicted and is a willing participant to resolve the issue. Yes. Uh, we will. I... I would like for you also to uh, speak to her and maybe uh, talk to her about the ghosts. I know that she's kind of incorporated that now into what has happened to her. And so that uh, I'm ineffective in that area. Ghosts, since I was doctor. That is highly illogical. Yes. It is my understanding that ghosts are some sort of human superstition that is believed to this day. I do not know if the mutation was taking hold when we had that conversation and left the starbase and it became part of uh, the conversation that was happening uh, internal uh, in, in, in Helga's mind or if uh, that is I, I have no idea how that happened that's just my theory on it but it is present and it is something that uh, she she mentioned so uh, illogical as it is uh to her it is not at this moment and it is still a fascinating phenomenon to, ex mm -hmm. to to interrogate 
I shall do so as soon as possible. Thank you. Well, one day when this is all over, hopefully it'll all be over, uh, I would like to run some scans on the ship because, uh, just because we the ghosts are not real does not mean that uh, there are not maybe uh, some of the crew became interdimensionally uh, challenged, so to speak, and maybe they are roaming the halls. You never know. Perhaps that is a fine task for Lieutenant Gary. I'm sure he will be most entertained. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. But not at the moment. We have enough on our plate. Indeed. One right. impossible thing at a time. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> All right. Lieutenant uh, Commander Tellen, you are on the way down to Cryo Storage 3 to ascertain the nature of this comms device. Okay. <laughs> you enter in and the the temperature just plummets. It's freezing in here as it should be anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh if you will please give me uh well how are you searching for this? Um so I'm hoping that I could have transferred some of the specifics to a tricorder and mm -hmm. I'm just like narrowing down Kind what of playing container hot or cold. it might be in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's cold or colder, I think. Cold or colder. <laughs> I was just thinking we're to... Yeah. That's no, good. Uh, in that case, if you will please give me a... a re reason security. Okay. So I need a 12. Oof. Uh, can I spend a momentum to reroll a dice? You have a die. Yeah. And remember you have what? How many minus twos? Minus like twos. I think we have three minus twos and one plus two. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, not good because I rolled uh, three failures. But the one that I, I guess two, because I rerolled one, um, went from a 20 to a 19. So no complications unless there was a range increase. <laughs> so if you like, you can succeed at a cost. It'll just give the GM a complication or a threat. Okay. Yeah. That is an option. That. Sure. Sure. Uh, we can I absolutely... just give you a threat? Uh, actually, I'm going to go it's, with a complication. It's uh, okay. It introduces a complication to the scene, but the GM yeah. can also take two threat instead. I, I'm going to okay. go with They're a complication. You find the device. Your tricorder will help you hone in on the signal. And you find it. However, it is not only very secure... But there seems to be a small explosive charge attached to it. Oh, okay. Is the device triggered or? 
do I am I just aware of it? Uh, I will need. You're just aware of it. Um, okay. To get into it, I would say uh, reason engineering. Uh, difficulty two. Um, I don't know if Telen is the right person to deactivate an explosive device. Um, like, I feel like she would set them. <laughs> so we'll try, we'll try. I mean, if you know ordinance, you know how to defuse it. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, I mean, it's two successes, you said? Yes. And it was reason... Security and uh, engineering, reason engineering. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, if I can use um, some minus twos, yes, of course. Then I succeed. <laughs> uh, two successes. <laughs> I will. I have to use two. Okay, two minus twos to yeah. to make your your success uh, or yeah. two successes. Correct. The explosive is looks like it would trigger if the device is removed. Okay. I wonder if we could just beam it into space. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna call uh, Geary because I don't know Lieutenant Geary. Maybe to pray, to pray first. <laughs> oh, you're going to go to, to Ben Gary. First. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant to pray, could you please come to Cryo Bay 3? Yes, presently. What may I ask is the issue? Um, I'd rather not discuss it over comms. <laughs> Just in case anyone's listening and they decide to. I am, in fact, single. <laughs> She'll head right down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lieutenant um, Tellen, did you appreciate my joke? I am trying to She's humor. like blushing and it's like minus what, 30 in here? <laughs> <laughs> you could tell her cheeks are red. I have decided Rosy cheeks to try humor. <laughs> <laughs> I have decided to try humor in an effort to better understand humans. Did it work? Uh, it made <laughs> me um, fluttered. I'm glad to hear that it was intended as a, as a jest. Um, anyway, if you'll see here on this frozen compartment, um, this device here is an explosive, um, and I'm wondering what you, what you make of it, and if you think we could transport it safely into space. Um, may I analyze it? You may. Uh, reason engineering. And I have a uh, focus of deductive reasoning. Okay. Uh, for that that specific information, I'm going to say uh, difficulty three. Ooh. Okay. Well, I got one success. Um. If that's the case, then uh, this is important. It's a bomb on the ship. Mm. I would like to use two of our uh, voluminous momentum. Very good. Spend it. Uh, you'll be down to four total. Mm-hmm. And that should give me... That gives me three successes? Uh, yes. 
Uh, so you were buying successes or? Yes. Yes. Uh, is it one per or am I? So you buy extra one? dice. You don't buy successes uh, unless okay. you spend determination. You can spend determination to get one die as though it's already been rolled as though it's already rolled a okay. one. But you need to call upon a value that you have on your character. All right, sheet. then I will buy two dice, which okay. hopefully is two momentum. One per. Uh, uh, actually, let me the, double check that I think because the first, there is the first one, the first is, one, one is one, and then the second one is two, I believe. I think it's two for the second, so it'd be yeah. three momentum for th two dice. All right. Um, I'm I'm gonna be willy nilly with our momentum because I feel like it. Okay. And we've Fart. been so conservative with it, I don't want to have fun with it. Sure. So, Smoke yeah. them if you got them. I'm buying <laughs> two. Let's see here. Uh, my combined... Uh, remind me, that was reason and engineering? Yes. Perfect. That's right on the line. A 14 and a 6. That's two successes, three total. Hot Fantastic. Oh. Uh, so you study this device from all angles. Uh, kind of discuss it over with uh, Telen. Uh, if the signal were to cease receiving uh it would go uh mm -hmm. now if it's caught in a teleport beam it would cease mm. however i have a theory if we could replicate the signal that it is receiving and then attach a beacon emitting that signal to the location we are beaming out of the ship would the signal be continuous as it was being beamed? Uh, no, because as, as the teleporter takes the, the device and breaks mm -hmm. it down for teleport, uh, the it's not going to be receiving a signal, of course, then again. It's There's like a split second yeah. where it would not have its components in the mm, proper order that yes. it wouldn't get a signal. Now it's oh. possible that the the teleport beam, uh, the initial uh, teleporting process would limit the blast as it's not fully itself, but uh, it would probably go off before it finished that process. Hmm. Okay. Then uh, another proposition, uh, uh, Lieutenant Tellen, are we able to use? the ship's shield generator to craft a bubble around the space where the explosion might occur and then beam it out with a mitigated blast the shields may be able to contain it and prevent damage to the room um do you mean inside the ship yes you want to erect force fields okay sure um we could probably use the deflector to extend our shields out if we manage to not explode the pattern buffer um, I'm mostly concerned with the integrity of the ship uh, on the inside uh, because the outside is pretty pretty well armored. So, Could um, we possibly achieve the effect with a minor modulation of the shield emitter? That way it would not significantly impact the safety to the ship while at the same time allowing us to create some protection for the interior of the ship here in this minor location. Yeah, I think... Uh, can I make a scan of this device to see if I can um, 
if I can anticipate the frequency of any explosion it might make, so as to make our shields stronger against it. And I would like to aid. From the outside, correct? The ex- we're going to erect force fields on the inside of the ship in mm-hmm. the room that we're in. Okay. And then sort of have like a disarming room, like a, the box that they put over the explosive. But the box is this room. <laughs> gotcha. I was even thinking smaller. Like if the bomb is like six inches wide, uh-huh. like a, a foot diameter sphere around it. Right. Okay. Yeah, we can we can definitely project some force fields in here. Um, I'm just looking to see if I can figure out how strong the blast might be and then erect the proper force field, basically. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say insight security. Okay. Uh, defend- to- difficulty two. And if I am to aid, would I roll um, the same or something different? That one's cocked. Reason science. Okay. I got one success. Two. All right. All right. (laughs) 11 and eight. Yep. Gain a a momentum there. Uh, Did you, did you only roll one D20? Because if you're aiding, I think you only roll one D20. Oh, is it? Okay. Then Mm -hmm. that's. Only what I thought I rolled two. I apologize. So then that's just uh, either way. It was each one was a success. You still succeeded. Yes. (laughs) So I had one success added to Juicy's. Okay. For two. So based on your combined knowledge of science and security, uh, it culminates into that the blast is going to be very localized. Uh, so it was designed to take out the tank or put a hole in the tank should it be removed. Uh, mm-hmm. Putting a shield around it would uh, certainly contain the blast, but it would still accomplish its mission of putting a hole in the tank. Okay. What um, vital system does this cryo tank feed? It's uh, part of the weapons cooling system. Mm, don't want that then. Could we, uh, Lieutenant Tellen, could we empty the tank currently while we are going through this procedure, patch the tank, and then refill it? Yeah, I think we can redirect um, a lot of this coolant to another storage bay in the meantime, uh, carry out the plan, and then make repairs and transfer it back. We just have to take a little extra time to reroute the coolant system. Absolutely. I'll uh, get a an engineering team down to make the necessary adjustments. Okay. Uh, so if if you're going to do that, uh, so who's going to take the the lead on the transference for the the coolant? Um, I can. Okay. Since I'm yeah, uh, I'm the one calling them down. You're sure. <laughs> uh, you're going to call them down uh, if you can. Uh, presence and command. Okay. Thirteens. Oh, no. I got a nat 20, but one success. 
so one does, uh, I didn't give you the difficulty. Um, I can roll okay. again. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> we're going to call Please. that a success with complications uh, yes. in that case. Um, they're going to be able to divert most of the cryo juice to uh, alternate tanks. But uh, they, they're still going to be uh, a good quarter of the tank left. So either you jettison it or mm-hmm. uh, and be less, have less later, or uh, it's going to spill out into the room. Um, Things are going to get icy. Yeah, so it basically, I guess, just freezes everything on contact? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And either way, we lose it? That, yeah, that about sums it up. <laughs> Might as well jettison it. Yeah, with the bomb. <laughs> oh, yeah. jettison the whole tank? Can we replicate a new one? Do we have industrial replicators? <laughs> uh, no, uh, you'd you'd probably have to get a new one. We'd be um, down a tank. Yeah, mm. but you could just vent the the coolant out into space. Okay. okay, it's on the outside of the tank, right? So venting the coolant won't eject the device into space. Correct. I think we're gonna lose it anyways. Agreed. Better out than in, they always say. Yes, I have heard from a a great uh, noble work from the 20th century called Shrek. (laughs) Noble work. (laughs) A cultural phenomenon. Yes, I believe it was one of the classics. Um, Okay, I will um, make the arrangements to have the rest of the cryo chamber contents um, ejected. And then we will erect the force field around the device and try transporting it or just try detonating it. I I assumed we would try to transport it to okay. mitigate the effect of the explosion. Okay. We'll okay. do that. Uh, so, uh, Lieutenant Dupre, if you will... Um head up the or well who who would like to head up the teleporting task not me not, not you <laughs> sure why not yeah yeah Hit sure. me. let's let's go <laughs> what should i roll um i'm going to let's say a control con with a difficulty of 2 could I lobby for control engineering? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, and what was the difficulty you said? Two. Then I don't need to argue for one of my focuses because that's two successes, a 10 and a two. <laughs> there you Yay. go. Uh, so uh, the, the tank gets pumped out. The... Most of it gets separated into other tanks. Uh, mm-hmm. The last quarter of it uh, gets routed out 
and into space. The teleporter picks up the signal and locks on, teleports it out. Uh, luckily, it's fast enough that it explodes outside. Oh, yay. Good. However. Complication. <laughs> that laugh. We are currently in the eddy of a, of a very large ship, aren't we? Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yep. Christ I on a cracker. Uh, Oops. The, there is an almost immediate reaction from the ship ahead uh, as the ensign or, or uh, Chort uh, announces, uh, uh, Captain, they're, they're coming about. Uh, also, I think there was a very large explosion off of our deck, and I had no idea what was happening. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Justice, at that moment, you hear, like, a, a, a call on your badge. Captain. <laughs> Don't tell me. We, we identified a bomb on the ship and were able to successfully eliminate it. <laughs> Good to know. Short, get us the hell out of here now. Yes. Aye, aye, sir. I've just killed us. We're dead, guys. I'm so uh, sorry. I, I am trusting Short. That, that is me relaying an order with, like, all due yep, yep. deference to just, like, Short, I'm trusting you. Get us out of here now. Uh, Hopefully, Short so has a better day is, today than he did uh, yesterday. Mm, Seriously, oh, hoping shoot. so. All right, all right. Uh, I am going to use one of your uh, minus twos to get two successes. Please do. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the last one for now. Okay. And uh, Short punches it, like, turns the parallax on its, um, on its axis and just, like, hits uh warp 10 whatever <laughs> warp 9.97 yeah. um so i'm going to very quickly pull up a scanning um uh a scanning uh, protocol on my uh because like as a captain you do have like your own sort of mini station and so i'm sure. going to pop that up and I'm going to scan for someplace we can hide because they've probably made us. Oh, good call. Uh, in that case, uh, Insight Con, uh, difficulty three. Insight Con? Okay. Um, focus on ev evasive maneuvers. Does that apply? Evasive maneuvers, yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I would like to do that. And can I be also assisted by the ship's sensors? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Incredible. You are kind and merciful <laughs> and never let me tell you you are not. Um, I'm so not that trying is, to kill you, per se. Yes. That is a crit from the ship. <laughs> but we're trying to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is a crit from the ship with a natural one. Oh, oh nice. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, and that is a four and a seven for me. And four is under my, is actually at my con. So that does crit as well. So that's one, two, three, four, five successes. Whoa. Ooh, yeah. All right. Ooh. Give yourself Find some a place to hide. Love uh, there, uh, there was a burst of data from the the bomb as it went off and the, sh- the ship caught it uh which included some astro navigation uh information so when as you're going to uh as you're typing in and and looking frantically for somewhere to hide uh a a field of asteroids uh lights up in your on your map and the many of the asteroids and and rocks are definitely big enough to hide a, a ship the size of parallax that's a good place as any short brick us in there hi captain uh, okay, i'll also go all right, all right. Captain to to pray. Yes, Captain. How may I next be of service? Next time, next time, a little warning. Now I see what the doctor's talking about with communication. <laughs> We're going to have a staff meeting after this. <laughs> <laughs> vindication, vindication from the doctor. Shit, I need a moment. <laughs> Talon's like already removing one of the pips from her neck. <laughs> oh. Yes, Captain. Duly noted. It's like, where's my sword? I, I need yeah. to fall on it somewhere. <laughs> Here, let me hand it to you. <laughs> uh, the chort pulls you out of warp uh, very abruptly uh, right at the edge of the asteroid field and keeps it on a high impulse as he navigates between these uh, city-sized boulders. And we're going to attempt to hide. Okay, okay. Uh, Let's do a ship. Okay, all right. Uh, Chort pulls the parallax around and lowers carefully against the side of one of the asteroids opposite from the direction in which he came. Let's hope that we're small enough that they can't get in here and they don't notice us. Uh, the, uh, oh, um, actually, I want to see if, uh, short, if you can, yes, Captain. uh, bring us to condition gray. That means low power mode. Yes, Captain. Uh, and type it in. Uh, main power and everything just dims, uh, leaving on uh, just a few lights, sensors, 
go quiet. Essential, essential systems only. The only thing running is bare minimum life support uh, and uh, startup systems to uh, bring everything to life if necessary. The With the sensors down, it's hard to say if they pursued, if they're sitting there watching, waiting. How long do you want to wait? Um, I think we'll stay here for just a couple of hours and then just have everybody at ready stations. As soon as we see a sign of them, we kick up and we get the heck out of here again. Captain, might I recommend that we initiate different systems staggered so that way we can initiate first the sensor systems before turning on the lights and the engines? Sensors would be good to have right now. Indeed. The sooner we know that... It whether or not they're out there, the better. Okay. Are you just going to, like, flick them on and and see what happens, or...? We'll uh, put them on, like, sort of a low-power version of the sensors, like limited scanning range okay. to start. Just to see if there's anything close. And if there is anything that's like within that sort of minimum safe distance, then we'll kick up other things as well. Okay. <laughs> uh, if I can get control engineering from someone, whoever's going to... Uh, Bring the sensors? Bring on I could be back on the bridge <laughs> after a couple hours. Yeah, I think my we're tail both there. Between my legs. Yeah. <laughs> we're very quiet, yes. We're sitting in our chairs just... There was that, that suggestion from Tapre, and, uh, and the captain sort of shakes the head for a second and just be like, I don't want to talk to you right now, but you're on duty, <laughs> so I'm going to be as professional as I can. It's okay. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Oh no, that's oh, worse. No. Oh. <laughs> that's worse, you know that's worse. Um, sorry, can you repeat what I'm rolling? Uh, um, control engineering. Okay, thank you. Uh, okay, so two successes for a four oh, and a nine. Yes. Uh, so I only set that difficulty at, at one, so perfect. Uh, I'll give you an, a momentum on that one. Uh, and you're up to six. That's you... our maximum, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You... Ooh. Knowing how signals work, uh, knowing that if you were to just, like, kind of broadcast, uh, they'd be able to hone in on you. So you take a bit, kind of a lesson from the history books, and instead use uh, 
kind of like sonar and bounce it off nearby rocks to disguise your location. And hopefully any return that you get, which will be limited, will garner you uh, the data that you need. Okay. Um, can I spend a momentum to ask if there's any presence of the large ship out there? Yes, absolutely. The signal that you get back is uh, there's lots of noise, there's lots of data to parse through and with these systems. Uh, so minimal. Uh, you're, you have to almost dig through it. But the picture that you get is that there is a very large object stationary just outside the belt. Um, Captain, they're still there. All right. We're going to have to... Well, coming out the way we came isn't going to be an option. Do you think they could follow us through here, or do you think they're too big? What's your assessment? Uh, could I analyze the asteroid belt to see how dense it is? Because if it is dense enough, they could not pass through. Based on the visual and the sensor data that you have, it was it was fairly dense. Uh, Chort was dodging some definite fastballs. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so could we almost like rock hop through the asteroid belt mm. on low engine power with the lights off? <laughs> so then like thrusters just, only we yes. have maneuvering thrusters. So we would look like another rock sort of going around that way. We match the signal of the other asteroids in the belt and make our way sort of randomly. Right. I'm think in my brain. I'm kind of thinking like in Dune, how they walk sort of without rhythm to avoid the <laughs> the worms. But like instead, we'll zigzag in a randomized pattern along with the available asteroids in the belt in order to look like we are not moving in a straight line. We're as just a space debris. Yes. Right. And could I maybe make calculations to aid that effort? Uh, yes, yes, you can. Uh, do you want to have Chort uh, performing those maneuvers? He's, he's mean, gotten a little bit of extra time in the simulator. He is the pilot. <laughs> and I need a win. All right. Okay, so here is a question. Yes. Uh, one of the things that we can do with momentum, because we have a, a buttload of it, is we can create a problem which happens oh. during the opponent's turn before they roll for a task. Hmm. That creates a difficulty. It increases the difficulty of the opponent's task by one. And okay. it has to be done before the dice is rolled. Ooh. So while we are, while we are like doing our rock skipping maneuver, we could, if we're successful on that, we can also create an advantage that they don't detect us, or we can create a problem so we can make it harder for them to detect us. It's two momentum to do. 
I don't hate that. I think if it makes our lives easier by making it harder for them to detect us, that probably makes the most sense because that then will aid our efforts to avoid detection as we move. Mm -hmm. Because we've got six momentum currently? Uh, five. Five? Uh, we've eaten some of it and we've We have eaten more. just a little bit of it. That's true. Yeah. Um, I spent so... one for the question on if the ship is still there. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. I like. I still like. I, I love obtaining information. Spends. Mm -hmm. um, so direct I answers, think... GM. Direct answers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give me honest answers. No hiding from me. Um, so, I th here's what I propose. We'll do our rock skippy deal. Um, and we can create the problem so that it's harder for them to scan us initially and then what we can also do is if we're successful after we roll whatever we can create an advantage after that successful task that they don't see us maybe as we move, i'm proposing two momentum spins i support that maybe as we move what we're doing to create this challenge for them is we're we're basically using the thrusters to move ourselves and disperse space debris to obscure the movement so that way their sensors are occluded from detecting us. Perfect. Okay, so shall I... I, lo I love that. I love all of that. <laughs> yes. So shall I... So so how do we do this? Do I set course and then Chort does the driving? How do you... Yeah. How... Uh, Tell Chort me, will do the driving and then uh, you can aid by uh, <laughs> Astro Navigation, I assume. Uh... I or... do not have that. I was assuming this was more of a physics problem. No, I, I that that would work. Yeah. So would um, it? Could I argue uh, reason and science, or would it be reason and command? As you're trying to uh, guide him, I would say reason and command. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it is going to be a pretty tricky maneuver. Uh, so I'm setting the difficulty mm -hmm. at four. Okay. I would love to assist. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to, uh, I would love to assist, uh, short, uh, if possible, just, um, potentially by just saying, okay, we're just going to take it easy one step at a time. And I'm, I'm, I'm angling for that good, good presence plus command mm -hmm. uh, check from me. And I would like to request use of the ship's computer. As oh, aid. yes, absolutely. Yes. absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. If Captain, you could roll for the ship. So, I got two successes. I got two sixes. Oh, nice. nice. Already okay. halfway there. All right. Yeah. So I'm, right, I'm going to help out. That die is rolling very well today. That is the second one on that same die. Heck yeah. Uh, and I, I like it because it's a little skull. <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> um, so that's a one and a seven from my presence command, which is three successes. Uh, the ship rolled an eight, which is a success from the ship. All the successes. Well, uh, oh. as as Tort was essentially leading this, this effort. Yes. Oh, sorry. That's one. Uh, he got two successes. <gasps> we. So all of that applies. Uh, that will max out your 
your momentum, uh, but uh, well, it would if you weren't spending it because you're creating the so, problem, correct? Yes, we're going to spend two momentum to create the problem so to, to make it so that their sensors are obscured some way. Okay. Uh, just as you finalize your kind of flight path in a way, or how you're going to do this rock jumping, uh, just before Chort begins the maneuver, uh, there is a, a an explosion uh, off in the distance as one of the asteroids uh, explodes into dust. Uh, but Chort ignores it. And Chort's got this. We have faith in Chort. <laughs> you know, uh, hits uh, engage and essentially plays a little bit of, um, what's that, Cubert uh, to, to jump like from block to block? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of randomly. Uh, using uh, Lieutenant Dupre's guidance or, or flight plan and, and physics uh, algorithms. And then uh, taking the the captain's encouragement to heart. More asteroids explode behind you, mm-hmm. as and and you get a little peek at what's going on. the The ship is destroying some of the bigger asteroids, obviously in search for you. But at, even as you get further and further away. The ship continues to shoot at asteroids closer to it. Uh, So they have not seen you. And uh, with the extra two points of momentum will create the advantage that they don't. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So they just went in and they're shooting everything now. They're blasting. Cool. So just walked in and started blasting. (laughs) After what seems like an hour of intense, but clenching anxiety, uh, as you continue this rock hopping adventure, you eventually reach the edge of this particular asteroid belt. Uh, leaving the ship well in your wake. Oh. All right, we're going to have to come up with a new plan. But good work getting rid of that bomb. You, I, I don't approve of the methods... But I do approve of the results. But again, a little heads up next time. Hopefully there won't be a next time. Of course. Uh, Captain to Dr. Madmika. Madmika here. Apologies for not letting you know uh, in the heat of battle. Uh, hopefully the open comms channel helped you out a little bit, keeping you apprised. Battle? 
Uh, it did help. There, there was I an explosion. Uh, all right. Captain out. And Captain's going to be like, I'm going to go back to my ready room and I'm just going to have... I'm just going to have about, like, a good, solid 20-minute stress nap. <laughs> you got this? You got this. And then it's just going to walk out. <laughs> stress nap. I think I think we could all use one of those. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I think this is a good time to go ahead and take our break. Uh, we will come back at uh, close to the half hour. So I'm going to say about uh, 27 after. Uh, we will we will come back and resume and see where our crew is at that point. So, okay. all right. Thank you, everybody. Cool. And hope you will stick around for the second half. See you in a little bit. bit. Bye-bye.
Hello and welcome back to Flight Beyond the Veil, a Star Trek adventure to the galactic core. So, our intrepid crew has narrowly avoided certain doom uh, that they nearly brought on themselves. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Are we the bad guys? Are we a danger to ourselves and others? <laughs> Maybe need some evaluation, but uh, <laughs> you have made it through the asteroid field and are now cruising in a in any particular direction or uh, just trying to get away from the area. We're going to clear this area first um, mm -hmm. and then try and find we're going to regroup with the information that we have and we're going to start doing scans and trying to find where the signal's coming from because that's the, really the only key that we've got at this point right that's and then we did have that one planet that we got an invitation to as well hmm. additionally captain given the information and data that we collected on the ship we were pursuing we will be able to identify with relative accuracy their destination Excellent. Uh, I'd say get on that if we can, as soon as we can. Uh, getting a course and trajectory is, uh, I think, probably a good as as good a plan as any. So if we can extrapolate where they're going, we can at least follow them there the long way. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Beep, beep. Lieutenant Poplovich kept. Uh, yes, Giri, go ahead. So I've been running all kinds of simulations and uh, trying to engineer our countermeasure, but uh, there seems to be some element missing. Some some uh, technology that uh, that. Uh, we we don't have in order to provide a successful uh, and effective countermeasure to the signal. Uh, and I'm not sure what you wish to do with this kind of information. Um, have you coordinated with Dr. Medmika and the medical team to see if there was uh, some sort of collaboration that you could pull together to see if there's some solution from the medical side as well as the engineering side that might help us? Uh, I can do that. That's 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 no problem. But uh, I think we're still pretty limited on uh, available resources. Uh, perhaps. Uh, what do you need to get the job done, Giri? Well, if we had a sample of their technology, uh, something that can uh, easily uh, capture the signal, uh, or Yes. Uh, do we do we have any 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 of their technology? Um, do we have any of their technology? I don't think we do. Uh, the. I. There was some. Should... There might have been something, on the ship. But I think it might have been blown up. It is also worth asking our. Uh, afflicted crewmates. 
They oh, may have something on idea. their persons that might be of use. If not, we will have to find something. Good idea. Um, all right, let's let's see if they might have anything. Did, were, did we uh, like do a full inventory when we got them back on board? Was there anything with them that uh, there was? A, there was nothing a, uh, alien <laughs> to <laughs> them. <laughs> Uh, just their uh, standard issue tricorders, uh, phasers, that kind of thing. Okay. We're after um, the full technology. That's what um, Pavlovich wanted. Okay. Yes. Um, I can assist with another scan <laughs> through maybe well, internal mean, sensors also... or the tricorder. It's also possible to we ha do have that one in open invitation to that one planet, or um, maybe our um, maybe our friends. Well, I won't wouldn't call them friends. Um, have some sort of hint as to their technology as well. Maybe they have something. The Zytherians. Yeah, maybe the Zytherians have something. Yeah, actually, we can report to them now that we've retrieved our missing crew members. Um, at least, did as they have it? As good. I was out with the Rigelian flu, um, as you well know. Uh, did they happen to? Um, did they happen to tell you what exactly they planned on doing with our uh, compatriots once we brought them to them? No. Um, it was more of a by necessity uh, arrangement that we reached so that they wouldn't destroy us. Mm, don't necessarily like that, but let's try and let's try and rally with the Zytherians. It still seems like a risky move, but it might be one that can yield answers. At the very least, I, if I can talk to someone, I might be able to sway them. I believe they said to just send out a general hail to this frequency and they would send a ship by so it'll be probably an automaton that we meet with. Captain, I have a proposition. This may seem counterintuitive, but if we took the invite to the planet within the fold and we were able to get a piece of their technology and then identify a countermeasure for the signal that makes people susceptible to the fold's influence then perhaps that could become leverage with the Zytherians to gain them as true allies. That is another possibility. So what do we... What's the recommendations? Do we travel to this full planet, try and acquire the technology that we can, and then see if we can parlay with the Zytherians? Or do we if go I... to the Zytherians first? No, go ahead. I think that um, the enemy we know is probably a safer bet. Um, and by no, I mean have a open working relationship with the Zytherians for now. Um, we don't know the military strength of the fold. So far, they've been open and accommodating and inviting and not 
a threat to us other than we found out that they're influencing gene genetic mutations among our crew um that i think if we extend a hand to the Zytherians and meet with them first um i don't see it ruining our current relationship with the fold the thing is is i don't know that we have any information on either party we're still working with limited resources and limited information information is probably the most valuable resource if we think about it that way i have a crazy idea captain crazier if... than beaming something into space Go so crazy it. it just might work <laughs> so crazy it just crazy like a fox <laughs> if there is some way that we could convince the fold that one of our crew members is fully taken over we could infiltrate their planet and gather information and send it back to us i think the chances of infiltration inside the fold are greater than infiltration inside the Cytherian organization so it's a thought we might be able to spoof some of their sensors with a false um false mutation readings while we were following that ship did we uh happen to get like a good sense of what their firepower is what their strength is the ship uh, that you were shadowing uh, had a lot of available firepower as you witnessed in its destruction of the uh, asteroid belt. Um, several forward banks of uh, hey, make me pull up all the Photon torpedoes. They're like laser weapons that shot off of the phasers. Sea urchins. Sea urchins. <laughs> are we talking? Wait, are we talking about the Cytherians or the? No, we're talking about the fold ship. The well, oh. we actually never really found out for sure if that was a ship from the fold. It was just a ship we were following. A big manta ray. Well, as uh, certain uh, organizations. I use that term loosely, tend to have similarly engineered ships. The The one that you were shadowing uh, had many features in common with the, the first kind of like acorn-shaped first... one that you, you ran into. So presumably it would be from the same place. Um, the weapons were... Uh, phased Polaron beams that were used to obliterate the asteroid belt. And compared to the automaton ship, how would how would it stack up in a fight? Uh, oh, it could probably take on a legion of the small ones. Uh, the uh, cruiser that they met while you were sick um it would probably take about a a dozen to compete with the one that was the that one, we big... ran away from yeah at this point it's at this point i don't necessarily think that it we're about on even footing with both of them 
And so at this point, I think that our question really is, who can we talk to that we could take in a fight if we need to? And I'm thinking that that would be the Zytherians. It's about damage control at this point. Yeah, as long as they don't surround us. And I, and I know that we've taken out their ships before and they're usually, the smaller ones at least, are fairly easy. We're also still, we're still pretty hurt, fairly damaged. I, I presume that all this is sort of happening in like a meeting room and the doctor's there. It's the senior staff meeting yeah. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm open to suggestions, but I think that the Zytherians might be our best bet. Also, because we don't know if the fold has that signal to a point where they've weaponized it. We really don't know anything like that. The first signs that our crew were ready to mutiny happened after we had already encountered the fold. Which is a little suspicious to me. Well, Captain, uh, we don't know if the fold are also victims. Of That's the thing, right? The or if they're yeah. at good point. making it. Uh, as for the idea of infiltrating the fold, that might be easier to fake the signal or to fake the yeah, to fake the signal that the, the mutation has fully taken over. However, uh, when I talk to Ensign Helga, she said that the there was a voice that was talking to her, and she also knew that it was talking to the other uh, crew on the shuttlecraft. So I don't know how that we may be able to fool a sensor, but I don't. I don't. I I would be. That uh, sounds like almost some sort of some sort of mind link. Right. Uh, maybe. Uh, we could talk to uh, Lieutenant Trosa as a Betazoid and see if any insight can be found there. But uh, again, I'm skeptical of that. However, uh, I'll keep uh, keep going at it. And if you want me to try to program some of the nanoprobes to fake the signal, we can do that too. Yeah. Um, all right, if you could get on that. Um, I say that we go to the Zytherians, and here's why. Obviously, uh, at, at the moment, we currently have something that the Zytherians want, and that at least gives us a chip that we have on the table. Because I have a feeling that if the Fold wants our crew, our crew will just find a way to get to them. At the very least, we have something to bargain with. As much as I hate bargaining with people's lives, it's a terrible thought to do. But at the very least, this way we can protect them. 
so I say we contact the Zytherians. It's a calculated risk, but it's one that we're going to have to take. Because we, can, we can't hide in metaphorical or literal asteroid fields forever. Eventually, we're going to have to make a step. I, I think the Zytherians are going to want the crew. I think that is how they saw the deal being made. That they would be able to take those crew and probably kill them. That seems to be... I mean, they killed one of their own. That's true. We were but, able to dissuade them from shooting our crew members when they boarded the ship. Um, so there might be a way to to, sh- to to negotiate with them saying, like, look, we, we got our crew members back. Is there anything we can do to help them? Very true. Um, okay. Well, Lynn, contact the Zytherians. Let's see how this poker game plays out. Okay. Everybody else? You know your assignments. Let's get back to work. <laughs> Everyone returns to their stations or their duties at hand. Uh, Tenant Commander Tellen, if you put out the, the signal immediately. Uh, you will get a response that a ship is en route and will rendezvous at set coordinates. Okay. For um, okay, go ahead, Lieutenant Dupre. Do you want to make an astrometric scan of the coordinates to see what the basically want to be ready for a fight if we have to or flee i want to know the lay of the land and if any other ships could be hiding do you mean of fold ships or of zytherian ships that's a good question um i'd say stick to zytherian for now since we're meeting them they might have said that they were sending one ship but they will be sending three or four yes i will happily run a scan GM, what should I roll? Uh, let's go with uh, control. Command? Or mm, con. I like that yeah. less, but okay. Uh, control con. Uh, and and what uh, you're just trying to scan the the area? Yes, and right. I got uh one uh, success. Uh, you can also use the ship sensor, so remember oh. that. Uh, uh, and, Captain, could you roll for the ship uh, as well? But you're already on a difficulty one, so... Oh, okay. Uh, well, but, then I did it. But uh, you could get momentum, so... True. Uh, it's an eight from the ship. So that yeah, is... One momentum. Uh, that is momentum, so there you go. Uh, the coordinates are very close to a moon 
of a That's large uh, gaseous planet. Crossover. <laughs> <laughs> That's not moon. That's a space station. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the coast, Lieutenant Tellen, as they say, is clear. Okay. Bring us in. Short, bring us in. Aye, aye, Captain. Uh, oh. See, here she goes. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to come down you from that. You got this, Ensign. Oh, that. I love how many human references we make to like culture and common phrasing, but like none of the senior staff is human. <laughs> That's fair. That's valid. But at the same time, Starfleet Academy is uh, in San Francisco, so yeah. we, you pick up a little bit through us, yeah. at least. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh. Uh, Chort uh, changes course for the coordinates and it's not a slight adjustment and uh, announces that it will be about two hours to destination. In the oh. meantime, in the meantime, um, yeah, Talon picks up a hypo spanner and gets to cleaning some plasma conduits by hand. Self <laughs> oh, punishment. Self punishment. I didn't order you to do punishment. that. In the meantime, uh, Tapri is going to practice her Vulcan loot. Nice. Okay. Uh, privately in her quarters. Yes. 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 Okay. Some uh, quiet contemplation over what she's done. <laughs> what about Dr. Medmika? What does Dr. Medmika do to uh, unwind, as it were? Uh, no unwinding for the doctor. The, he's uh, working on the nanoprobes and trying to see if, one, the, the signal can be blocked and but he doesn't know that uh the chief engineer has uh indicated we probably need more technology so he doesn't know that and then uh trying to see if uh there's any way to isolate a cell to prevent it from receiving the signal maybe you aren't blocking the signal but you're changing trying to change the cell somehow Mm. and then the other one is to see if we can just mimic the cell see if we can mimic the mutation and be able to trick the fold into believing that someone is part of the part of the fold gotcha well three things i'm trying to do yeah uh i'm gonna let you focus on one for uh okay for the time being uh so which one do you want to have as your focus for the next couple hours so uh Metagaming, I would not try the one where I want to uh, block the signal. Okay. Uh, yeah. But the, I'm going to try the one to see if I can uh, mimic the signal from someone who is fully mutated at the cellular level. And that way, if we do need to infiltrate or how, 
maybe there's something else we need to do, we'll be able to do that. Uh, so to uh, mimic the, the mutation? Yeah, okay. so we could send someone in to a fold ship and they wouldn't think anything of it. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna reason. Uh, I'm I, I know that you're best at medicine, but I think this is more of a science thing. Could I argue for engineering for the nanoprobes? Okay. Yeah, I can. I can grant okay. you that. Okay. And then. So I'm working on trying to mimic the signal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so in that case, uh, the difficulty is going to be pretty high at a four. At a four. Mm -hmm. I would like to buy... Now remember, you can also use the ship's uh, computer as well. Okay. So ship's computer... And then you want to buy... I want to buy one D20 with threat. So I'm using bold medicine, and then I can re-roll one of these D20s should something happen. And then I want to buy a second or a fourth or a second uh, die with two momentum. So I'm rolling a total of four. Uh, I think that's... I think that's right. To be clear, you bought two dice with momentum and you bought one with threat? Yes. I bought one, one with threat. One with threat and one with, one uh, with momentum. momentum. And the second one with momentum. So, so so that would still only be one point of momentum, wouldn't it? That would only be one point of momentum. Yeah. Oh, okay. Momentum okay. So that, that puts us nice and even at five and five. Okay. Plus an assist from the ship. So and plus an assist from the ship. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I I need a. Where am I at here? Reason engineering. I need a fourteen. Okay. A nineteen, a nine, and a thirteen. So two successes there. The nineteen doesn't count. I need to, so I had a 19. I don't have a fourth physical, uh, so. Uh, I... Go ahead and reroll the, the 19. Yeah. Reroll the 19 as, well, the as, as the fourth one, yes. Yeah. As the fourth one. Mm -hmm. A 13. So that was three successes. And then I have the 19 as the fourth. And because I used old i can re-roll the 19 right oh, okay yes okay yeah. so right. i have three 12 yes nice and so that's four and then whatever the ship is gonna roll uh the ship rolled a three. Ooh, oh wow okay. all right nice this this die is is treating me very well tonight <laughs> sweet precious baby <laughs> you'll be blessed <laughs> uh your nanobots uh, are able to 
replicate uh, the the signal that uh, you're you, you've been privy to that you have the the data on uh, it yeah uh, they are okay. definitely um, exhibiting the same the same signal now whether or not it's safe that's a whole different question uh, right because is that signal just uh, is that simply mimicking or is it uh, repeating the signal that it might uh, encourage the mutation? Okay, okay. Uh, so, uh, Madmika to Captain. Go ahead, Doctor. Uh, I've been able to successfully uh, mimic the signal of someone who has been mutated or is under the control of the mutation. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it's going to enhance it or it is just a fake. So I need someone to be able to experiment on if uh, there's anyone who would like to volunteer for that. Why don't we run a simulation on a holographic person first? Okay. I will uh, head down to... We have holodeck. simulators in the holodeck that can mimic uh, human bioscience. Let's, let's make use of that facility. I'll meet you on the... What is it? Deck 4 is the holodeck? Deck 4. Deck 4. I'll meet you there. Okay. Uh, Ensign Short will uh, indicate that uh, you'll be arriving about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, doctor, we might have to take a little bit of a rain check in until after we deal with the Zytherians. Okay. I will be here uh, working on it. All right. Uh yeah, the, the the process of getting those nanobots was uh, uh, took took a little bit of time. Uh, was there anything that the captain wanted to do during that uh, kind of downtime? Maybe uh, more stress captain, stress napping. <laughs> stress napping, filing paperwork, uh, and at the same time, sort of formulating a plan for how things are going to shake out with the Zytherians. Make sure that there's like a couple of contingencies in place. Mm. Um, and then I'm also going to be sending out um, a, I guess, uh, see if I could send out a few long range messages to the Federation on our uh, coded frequencies to make sure that like, at the very least, if something goes terribly wrong, eventually someone will find out what happened to us. <laughs> <laughs> this... This is our last will and testament. You know? <laughs> I, I am. I'm at least at the very least sending out like I'm making sure that uh, I'm leaving a note so that mom can find us if we need to, if they need to find us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I just called the Federation mom. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or at least the the admiral. Uh, um. All right. Uh, Ensign Short will uh, give you up t 
to the minute updates uh, as you or as he he uh, as you near the the moon that was uh, to be your rendezvous. Uh, pulls out of warp unless you have any other orders. No, well, bring us in at impulse, and we'll just sort of take us in, and we'll just stay where we are. <laughs> Moments later, two Cetherian cruisers will, will uh, pull or drop out of warp and appear on the viewer. Okay short uh, I'm going to ask you to lay in a course and then just hold off on pressing warp uh, y yes captain just in case we need to make a quick exit yes captain uh, we're being hailed put it on Viewer changes to one of the interiors of the Cytherian ship, and uh, once again, you're face to face with a faceless automaton. Figured as much. Greetings. This is Captain Mira Drell from the Federation starship Parallax. Greetings. You have. You are ready for prisoner transfer? About that. I'm not going to speak to any automated system. I would like to speak to a real person. That is... I'm assuming that there is a organic component to your species, to the Zytherians? They, there is, but they prefer isolation. Well, tough. They're not getting a prisoner until I speak to someone in charge. Isolation mm. is fine. It keeps people safe. However, we have people here that need assistance, not prison. If you give me a presence command, uh, difficulty two. How many momentum do we have currently, folks? Five. Five? Okay, mm -hmm. I would like to also buy additional dice, please. Okay. How many? Um, give me... Let me just have a quick... Um, I'm just going to have a look at my... Um, okay. Um, I would like to buy uh so with my momentum i'd like to spend one point of momentum on an extra die mm -hmm. but um i would also like to call upon a value and burn a point of determination get one, per, one per session okay um, i'd like to uh, call upon the value seek out the unknowable and learn it um because i want to speak to these people that don't want to make themselves known specifically um, we also and... just got two minus twos from Coldrake in chat. Thank you, Coldrake. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have the talent former initiate, which allows me to um, 
when I attempt a task using control or reason and spend a determination to buy a bonus d20 for that task, that makes that mean that allows me to re-roll my dice pool if this all goes wrong. Ooh. <laughs> so I'm gonna spend uh, a determination to get an extra die, and I'm going to spend a, a extra point of momentum to get an extra, another die. So I'm rolling four dice in total, and I can re-roll the pool if I need to. Alrighty, so, let's go. <laughs> Big money. Let's do it. No whammies. <laughs> no whammies. <laughs> okay. Oh, Wheel of Fortune. Uh, that and uh, I have a I have a focus in composure. Does that apply? Mm. I say fluttering my eyelashes. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yes, okay. <laughs> that is two twos, an eight, and a seventeen. Damn. So, Oof. uh, that would be with, with the focus, if the focus on a composure applies, uh, then, uh, it would be four successes, five successes. Uh, it would be five successes. If it doesn't, then it, it is what okay. it is. Okay. Uh, So you're maxed out on your your momentum. <laughs> Once again. Yep. Uh, the automatons regard you uh, for an awkward amount of time without saying anything. And the only thing that you can glean is that they must be talking to each other uh silently uh through signals and code and whatever else mm -hmm. uh otherwise they would have responded or maybe the screen's broke maybe you need to restart it <laughs> <laughs> um and i'll just say okay i'm waiting on a response eventually the uh viewer will cut like they've they've cut the the feed okay before uh, hold your breath <laughs> yeah hold your <laughs> breath hold your breath uh Schwartz got his finger pose or the the <laughs> it, engage button uh just a hand <laughs> on Schwartz's shoulder yep uh when a what can only be described as a giant head materializes on your bridge. Like, uh, right in the middle of your bridge. I'm sorry, all I can think is, I am Oz, the great and powerful! <laughs> uh, it is this, uh, the head of this elderly gentleman, uh, long, kind of stringy hair, uh, wrinkles and in the center of his forehead it, it just kind of protrudes a little bit almost like it's the start of a horn and there's it's almost like a star shape uh, it's it's blue uh, kind of in color in the center of it uh, greetings Uh, who do I have the honor of addressing? 
Um, I, my name is Captain Miradrell of the Federation Starship Parallax. I want to first off start by apologizing for having to call you out in this manner. I know that your people are normally very isolationist and don't like talking to outsiders. Yes, my people have been under threat from the beings now known as the Fold for uh, some time. And we do not wish to expose ourselves to the danger that is prevalent throughout the galaxy. And you're well within your rights to do so. However, um, we came to this section of sector of space seeking out a admiral, one of our number that has been taken in by the folds, and this obviously poses a great threat to our people. We're not from here, obviously, and we're not privy to the customs. And we've been slowly learning more about the fold as we progress. Obviously, we have a mutual common enemy in them. That is true. And we would like, if possible, to find a way to put a stop to this mind control that they seem to be using taking advantage of genetic markers that make people suggestible I share that little bit of information for free your willingness to be open and to share your Concerns is admirable. However, I always hate when there's a butt. There's always a butt, yeah. It's just a, a fancy butt. butt. <laughs> but there is no butt because it's just a head. <laughs> ah. Well, maybe he's a butterface. <laughs> also, I do want to say the way you describe this fella, all I can think of is this island Earth. With the big foreheads, I don't know if you ever saw it's it's I an older know. science fiction movie, no. and, the, and all I can imagine is that movie and then MST3K, the movie making fun of it, and I just imagine <laughs> him speaking on a machine called an interrosseter. I'm sorry, I needed to segue that and just get it out of my brain. <laughs> No, it's For like, it's in like the a audience song. who knows yeah. the reference. Yeah. It's like a song, you know, earworm, you know, you usually only have a snippet of the song, and the only way to get rid of it is to uh, sing the head. rest of the song. <laughs> Sorry. No. Oh, you're all good. Um, however, we cannot afford to take organic allies lest they become the fold themselves. Thus, why are automated defenses? And we've actually found um, 
a way of screening ourselves and knowing which ones of us are susceptible to this sphere of influence. That is admirable, considering the resources you have at your disposal. Uh, we can tell well, that you're ill-equipped to handle a threat such as the fold. Which is why we'd like to be better equipped, which is why I'm here proposing some modicum of an alliance. At the very least, we'd like to move throughout your space unhindered. Where you are, the fold aren't. If you will, give me another presence and command. Alright, sounds good. And is there anything I can do to aid this with my xenoanthropology? Sure. Um, how, how would you like to help? I want to help ease this by maybe supporting the captain in this interaction. Mm -hmm. um, just simply by offering supporting guidance during the conversation, I think. I don't know. I don't want to interrupt the captain, but I the do praise want to... the hype. Right, like, Give me a uh... hype woman. <laughs> I mean, she is so excited to meet species outside of our oh, yeah. own galactic region, but also, like, like I have several focuses tied to this yeah, conversation yeah. between cultural studies, xenobiology, xenoanthropology, linguistic, like, Heck all yeah. of that. I... Yeah, like, uh... So First I'm going to say, uh, expert. reason, command. Okay. So. And, uh, difficulty. Uh, so, so you just want kind of like free roam for a little bit. Is there anything more if, to your if request? If Dupre could like give me some information in my ear and like, just like whisper mm. things to me. So that way I know how to approach this. Like I would say I would uh, angle for even reasons, science, like focusing on xenoanthropology and how like a species that grows itself in isolation would generally approach things. Like you would have a, a broad case study that you could, you could go off of, right? Yeah, I, I Sorry, would think not that to, makes sense. Not no, to that does make sense. Role. I will say, so am I rolling one die or two dice here? Uh, just one. Okay. So um, I rolled two, but both were successes. So okay. that's why I double checked. Um, uh, so I, I don't have to pick or choose one. Um, so either way, I succeed. Okay. So here's the deal. The captain also rolled another presence in command roll as you asked yeah. for. Uh, um, well, and I don't uh, know that composure applies because you asked for that earlier before uh, to pray. Yeah. Uh, so I got a I got a one and a five. <laughs> so that boy puts oh, you at this is three. a different die uh and then i got a five on this one uh yes yeah, so that would be three successes yeah. so four with depraise uh so i uh, i was i was gonna base the the difficulty off of your full request like okay. uh so you were requesting just kind of don't harass us let us uh don't yeah and, and help us if you can obviously like not we, we wouldn't ask for them to put themselves at risk 
mm-hmm. because they're within their rights to 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 do what they need to do to keep themselves safe. Sure. But at the same time, we can't keep. We need to know the boundaries of their space at the very least, so that way we know how to how to avoid. Because mm-hmm. we can't keep dodging their landmines <laughs> while sure. also trying to hide out from the fold. Yeah. What? Um, like, what's the the full ask? Like, ideally, it, ideally, uh, ideally, we would like to be able to go, like, not necessarily like to their home world or whatever, but we would need to know the bounds of their space and maybe be able to like skirt the the areas within it because where they are, the fold aren't. Is my ask? Okay, it's just a, like a little bit of like base protection from them, not nothing too over the top, but just enough so that they maybe stay out of our way a little if they need to, that they know who we are and they know what we're trying to do. And and may I lobby for a little bit of opening consideration to diplomatic relations, not full that on, would, but like yes, consideration that. of diplomatic relations, consideration of diplomatic relations as okay. well. So you're not asking for like supplies, direct aid. I mean, I mean, if they would be willing to render us aid, that would be incredible. But I'm not asking for that at the moment. Okay. Mostly, I'm just right. asking for us to not be attacked every time we accidentally infringe upon their borders. Sure, you know, one ship all the <laughs> way up here. Yeah, don't blow us up. Let us move around free, and also maybe let's be friends one day. Yeah, that's that's basically it. That's that's the TLDR. Okay, all right, because uh, that that gives me an idea of where to where to kind of set the difficulty. Uh, I mean, you've already given me your your successes, but um, which uh, with that low of an ask, uh, that that low risk of an ask, um, that was only going to be like a difficulty two. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gives you two momentum that you can use or lose i would love to use them if Mm -hmm. i could um and i would love to use them because it is a successful task i would love it to use it to create an advantage okay Mm -hmm. spend that those two points of momentum to give us an advantage that they'll maybe be like a little bit more giving with us maybe they'll Maybe if we ask for like some basic supplies to help repair our ship or some technology, uh, because we are actually on the lookout for technology to help combat this, maybe give us like a little bit of an outfit because like, mm. you know, we're, we're just like this spunky little ship all out on our own. And like, maybe, maybe <laughs> you could give us a little bit, of, a little bit of help. Uh, just okay. a zhuzh. <laughs> Have a little help from my friends. Just, all right. Just some zhuzh, please. <laughs> uh, Hmm. And obviously, like, their enemy is also our enemy. And if we wind up taking down the fold, then we take care of their problem for them. The progenitor of the fold is beyond your comprehension. However, It does not affect my people's security should you wish to explore 
this territory. It is dangerous, as you have, uh, of course, been privy to. My defenses will no longer bother you, lest you take any direct action against them. And we can offer our aid should you be harried by uh, the fold. And to aid you on your way, that maybe you can provide some Monicum of distraction on the other side of this planet below there is an old satellite station that has automatic repair protocols that might patch your hurt That would be most appreciated. And should you wish to take action against the fold, seek out the planet Picarath. Picarath. It is a largely uninhabited planet, save for its own fauna. But the Fold have an outpost there that our defenses have yet to uh, do away with. They may have uh, resources that you may need. Coordinates, Captain. The things that we might, some technology we might need to help combat this. We can see what we're up against, at least. And if it's... Uh, that is most impressive and gracious of you. Um, in exchange, uh, we will hand over the research that we have regarding the blood factor uh, so that you can do your own scans on any uh, other organic beings. So now, perhaps in the future, you do know who to trust. That may aid our efforts in combating the power behind the fold. So, there thank is a, you. We also realize that there is some sort of signal that is being broadcast. Mm. We're currently trying to find the source of it, but <laughs> we haven't been able to locate it just yet. 
finding and removing it from the equation is on our to-do list, as it were. As was forementioned, the source of that signal... Beyond our comprehension? Hmm. thing about Starfleet is we've handled a lot of things that are beyond comprehension. Your predecessors would believe differently. Hmm. Well, hopefully we have more luck than them. We thank you very much for your time. And for your consideration. And your generosity. And yours... However, we will not be appearing lest it be in a safer environment. Understood completely. Keep yourself safe first and foremost. You as well, Captain. There's a a saying on Old Earth, uh, put on your oxygen mask before assisting others. I have not heard that. Uh, what does it mean? Um, it means take care of your own needs. Uh, especially in a dire circumstance. Mm. I think it was an old aviation term. You see to pray off on the side, typing that down for later reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I will remember that, Captain. Cosmos speed and the head fades from view. Well, that went better than I thought. Well Excellent done, Captain. Work, Captain. Uh, Troy, well you done. can stand down now. <sighs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, they're, they're, the cruisers are Breaking off, Captain. All right. Bring us to the other side of this planetoid, and we're going to take us in for repairs. Let the man have a bio break. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, uh, I'll, you I know think what, it's Troy, too late for that. Sure. Take, uh, take, take the rest of the afternoon off. I'll handle the stick from here. <laughs> now, if I can uh, properly swallow my water. <clears throat> uh... Chort will uh, nod and uh, remove himself from the bridge as he heads to his quarters for some much-needed... Poor little dude, so stressed. <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing so good tonight, though. I'm proud of him. He's been yeah. operating on sleeplessness and coffee. <laughs> Logging hours in the flight simulator. Mm-hmm. and nicotine. <laughs> hey, it worked out, though. Like He was killing it this time. When it rains, it pours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, you uh, orbit the gas giant to find uh, that the station is hanging in a, a high orbit around the planet. Dormant. Uh, but readings show that there is some power to it. 
And as you navigate in close, it seems to light up at the expectation of performing its purpose. Oh. All right. I'll bring the ship in uh, and we will. I'm going to like to pray. Yes, Captain. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to look this gift horse in the mouth. Again, another human expression. I keep coming up with those. <laughs> um, That's a strange one, Captain. I've never heard this one before. A gift horse uh, in the mouth. Looking a gift horse in the mouth. Uh, something to do with uh, not uh, overanalyzing uh, blessing. What is one to find in the mouth when looking? Well, uh, it, they it was checking the teeth of the horse to make sure it'll hold a bit well. Ah. I assume this is a mark of good health. Teeth. Yes. Indeed. Um, she takes right. more notes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, <coughs> bring us into the station. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bother scanning. I was. For a second, there was that little bit of paranoia that crept in, and I was just like, you know what? They showed themselves to us. That is enough of a show of good faith. They let their people move away from us. I'm going to bring us into the space station, and I am going to have so much faith that it's the right <laughs> thing to do, because I am paranoid right now. <laughs> Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Uh, you bring it into the center of the station where uh, it's almost got a kind of a metallic rib cage uh, to birth the ship. And as you bring it into the center, uh, automated mechanisms come down to suspend the ship and hold it in place as a myriad of drones and bots kind of swarm out from the station and begin scanning and looking for needed repairs on the ship. Okay. So far, so good. Huh. Um, this, uh, station, does it have, like, any, um, uh, <laughs> does it have any, uh, I, I again, y'all got me thinking about Enterprise. Uh, <laughs> it, is there, like, a portion of this station that is, like, that comes up as, like, you know, a habitable place for people to perhaps do, like, a little bit of shore leave? Uh, no, actually. It it's looks just to be fully just automated. kind of a fully automated yeah all right holodeck episode next week <laughs> holodeck episode next week nice relaxing holodeck beach episode let's do it <laughs> oh my god we get a beach episode <laughs> oh <laughs> shit i think we already had one of those there was lizard there were lizards on the beach <laughs> yeah there were that was technically a beach episode <laughs> it was a beach it was a beach to a jello world. That was world. the jello planet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna sit back in the chair and just rest my head on the headrest and be like, 
Alright. We're gonna be stuck here for a little bit. Uh, can I sort of parlay with, like, the automated uh, bots on the station and see what their estimated repair time is? Uh, sure. Uh, they are working quickly and efficiently. Uh, and it looks like they'll be complete in... Uh, actually, we'll do this. Uh, six hours. Six hours? All right, we've got six hours to kill. Um, take care of any projects you need taken care of. And we'll get underway again. Are they repairing any interior systems or just the exterior? Uh, exterior, though, uh, when the captain kind of pulled them, uh, there is an option for internal repairs as, as selected. How is our, no, go ahead. We should do that because of the explosion from the robot from a few weeks ago uh, and also the uh, <laughs> transported bomb that we removed today mm-hmm I'm gonna all, they might find all... other hidden things too mm. oh and the panel that exploded me mm-hmm. <laughs> the panel that exploded yes yeah yes I'll uh I'll get the uh, the little repair bots um, give our engineers a little bit of a rest and we'll get the little repair bots to do some internal okay. fixes as well. That'll extend the repairs to closer to 10 hours uh, as they'll need to scan the interior and get all of that repaired. So. Alright, we'll do... Um, we'll do that. We'll get everybody sort of on their little projects, and we'll uh, we'll get our our <laughs> give our engineer team a little bit of a rest because they're probably all uh, more than a little bit stressed out about ha having to work double shifts to repair everything. Sure. This is an excellent time for Dupre to work with the biological research team to help support the doctor's research on identifying ways to uh, deactivate the sensitive genes. Ah. Hmm. Captain, if you do not mind, while we are waiting, I would like to work with the scientific team to do some research. Uh, yes, uh, coordinate with Dr. Mimika on that as well. I'm sure the genetic engineering uh, would probably be of interest to him. Absolutely, and she'll go down and then Dr. Medmika, if you would come with me. Yes. And I know that uh, Dr. Medmika was also going to the holodeck to do some tests as well, so uh, mm -hmm. you know what? I'll join you there. We can see what we can do all together. Yep. Alright, so you're heading to the holodeck for these tests? Yes. Okay. We're gonna do we're gonna do some run some simulations. We're gonna we're gonna see if we can do like a little bit of uh, bargain basement genetic engineering, hmm. uh, even though that that might be a little bit against 
Federation standards because they do have some pretty strict laws on that <laughs> because of a man named Khan Noonien Singh. Um, but, you know, we do what we can to survive. Mm -hmm. It is less genetic modification than it is flipping a switch on and off with individual genes. Yeah, it's more restoration. The so, genes it's like gene more. therapy. It's that yes. slippery slope argument, but it's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll pass over it for now. <laughs> well, it may be in what humans do call a gray area. We will not be removing or modifying genes individually. That's true. We'll just be turning them off. That's actually an excellent idea. Mm. And then once we get rid of, if we get rid of the signal, we can turn the back on. Indeed. This can be temporary. I hope. I hope. All right. So uh, the task at hand is to test the, the mutation or test the nanobots. So we're going to test the nanobots first mm -hmm. because that was the first thing that uh, the doctor came up with. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because we weren't sure if it was going to affect them. Because at least if uh, we have a holographic crew member, they are co confined to the holodeck. They can't go outside of it. If they do, they just... They just they just aren't there. Stuck in the holodeck episode. That's that's exactly this is what this is going to end up being, isn't it? No. <laughs> I'm oh, looking boy. at the GM's pool of threat, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> if, I, if it was me on the other yeah. end of that. You think you left it, but you've been here all along. This is the simulation. Yeah. <laughs> the, way, the way I'm looking at that GM's threat pool, and I'm like... Oh, the rules were reversed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, you're going to generate a uh, simulated person. Uh, and with that genetic marker, and then we will uh, introduce the nanobot, the simulated nanobots into that person. To sort of like run a scenario on whether or not this is gonna work. Sure. Like it's it's a hundred it's something that they do a hundred times in uh, in uh, the actual canon of the show. Jordy LaForge is always running simulations. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. Like it's not this is this is what LaForge and Data do all the time. Oh yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. This is classic. Yeah. Uh, so you always do theoretical before you do practical. Who's gonna lead this experiment? I think it's the good doctor. Okay. Uh Doctor, um let's lead with uh since this is <laughs> If I remembered how to do extended tasks, this would be like the uh, perfect time to try that out. It's going to be reason engineering. Okay. Well, can my medical experimentation focus? Can that apply? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, What's the difficulty? Difficulty is four. Four. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, obviously, you can have aid from not only the ship's computer, but from to pray and the captain uh, as appropriate. Okay. 
I and you have seven momentum, so you've got a ton right now. I yeah, um, I should have taken cautious yeah. instead of bold. Uh you have cautious and bold on your character sheet. No, I should have taken cautious. Oh, instead, instead of, bold. of bold. Yeah. Mm. Um. Okay, so. Swapping up talents pull. later on is an option once we, if we get to the point where we uh, level, uh, okay. how leveling works in this game. So reason engineering is a fourteen, and medical experimentation. I will buy an additional die with momentum. You're um, capped on that, so absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to do a threat, otherwise I can't re-roll them. Well, I could just use the momentum to re-roll them, right? Or is it determination um, to re-roll? So, um, so when a character's value or the mission's directive, our directive right now is to find the admiral. Mm-hmm. Um, which this is helping us get that because we are presuming that the admiral is being held by the fold. Mm-hmm. So this is this would this would technically work with our directive, or if you have a value on your character sheet. Sorry, I'm sort of taking over here. TM. Oh no, no, please, um, you're you're uh, more knowledgeable about it sometimes than I am. So actually, most of the time. Uh... <laughs> um, so you can spend determination if it aligns with your directive, or if it aligns with one of your values. Okay. And I think this would technically align with our directive because it is all a means to our end. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. okay. Which is an automatic one, so two successes, so, right? Yes. And uh, so you can uh, spend determination to gain a bonus d20 that is rolled a one, so you automatically have two successes. Okay. Um, and then you can also use it to re-roll all the dice in your dice pool immediately perform another task as soon as this one's resolved or create an advantage that applies to the current scene. So I'm going to roll and then if it's really, really bad, then I'll use the determination to re-roll all of them. But mm-hmm. hopefully uh, Lieutenant Tupre and the captain will be able to come up with some successes to bolster that. So we had seven points of momentum. If you like, what we can do is we can... Um, we, you could buy two extra dice and then use okay. your determination to re-roll if it fails. Okay. Um, I'd like to sort of assist by um, sort of being like a go-between with them, bouncing ideas off. I have a focus in team dynamics, if oh. that would help. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, absolutely. Here we go. Uh, with uh, the captain's oh. roll. Um, uh, presence... Command. Okay. Uh, it's a. Go ahead. So, a fifteen that doesn't count, an eighteen that doesn't count, but a nine, which is a one success. Okay. So, so you can always use the determination to re-roll the pool oh, if you like. And I get to roll one more. Can um, I also yeah. aid first? Uh, go for it. Would that be reason and engineering or reason and science? I reason in science, I think, as you're uh, working out the the okay. interaction between the biology and mm-hmm. the technology. Yes. So I rolled a success. 
I also have intense scrutiny as a talent. Whenever I succeeded a task using reason or control as part of an... Oh, as, is this an extended task? Uh, no, no. Okay, then never mind. I misread that, and I'm going to ignore what I was just going to say. Never mind. Okay, all right. <laughs> so that's just one additional success. Okay. So... All right. I don't need to re-roll because I got an 18, a 15, a 9, and a 1. So I got three successes. Oh, that's fantastic. So... I think overall you had five, six. Uh, you had enough to max out your momentum again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you run the simulation a few different times using uh, different species, uh, different scenarios the first thing that you're going to note is that the nanobots repeated the signal they didn't just mimic it uh, okay so hmm. what happened to the first couple of s simulated people is they went through the progression of this mutation, which actually gives you a visual of what happens to a person if the mutation gets gets along far enough. So it seems that the mutation has five stages. The first uh, is kind of the initial infection. We'll, we'll call it that, the initial infection, quote-unquote. There's no perceivable symptoms. Uh, the next stage, which, again, is variable depending on the person, how strong that gene is, that kind of stuff. Um, the, there are no visible symptoms, but they become increasingly susceptible to suggestion. Uh, and uh, based on what the, the, the signal does, uh, I think you can determine that that signal carries suggestion with it. Um, okay. The third is no matter the, the species uh, that it affects, uh, red veins begin to... Uh, develop under the hairline or around the head if they don't have hair you know um and it, it but it's hard to spot unless you're like looking for it or the species doesn't have hair um and at this point they're extremely psychologically vulnerable uh hearing voices the fourth uh, stage, uh, those red veins grow out further toward the face. Uh, their skin tone changes to a more uh, neutral color. So it's uh, it either fades if it's like extremely dark, or if it's white, then it like goes darker. Uh, if they're blue, uh, it 
lightens to more of a gray. Uh, it's weird. Uh <laughs> the red veins were present on that first member of the fold that we ran into, correct? Yes. That's um, confirmation. At this point, uh, psychologically, they are um, obedient to whatever uh, they're asked. Uh, or whoever is con uh, issuing those uh, commands. Uh, and then the final stage. The, the red veins seem to burst as they become prominent. The skin reaches that kind of grayish or, or um, very neutral tan. Uh, there uh, certain qualities of the species have diminished. So, like, if you're a Klingon, your, your forehead ridges have, like, smoothed out. Uh, hmm. they're, they're still, like, noticeable, but it's it's very... Uh, it's a little more Bolana Torres, less wharf. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, and... Uh, as far as the, the voices and... Um, they're they're fully fold by that that point uh, as uh you've met at least uh, one or two of the fold members all right so i would like if possible i i have questions and i'd like to spend some <laughs> uh obtain information okay uh if y'all yeah. are okay with that Go for um it. Okay, uh, so let's let me just have a quick look at that. Obtain information after a successful task. Can it be done? Is this repeatable? Obtain information. Yeah, I'm just it is. It is re repeatable. Yeah. Oh, so I can ask mm -hmm. more questions. Uh, how many would, extra momentum did we have? Sorry, go. So, uh, would you like me to actually ask two or more questions to obtain information, I have... so we can gain advantages? Yes, please. <laughs> okay, yes, so please. um, would you like to feed me questions? I would love to feed you questions. <laughs> um, ask the universe. Teamwork. <laughs> yes. Teamwork. Teamwork. Um, so my question, uh, so the question that I had is, at uh, any of these stages, uh, so first off, based on this information, Coldrake actually asked the question that I had in mind. Based off this information, what stages are our crew members at? I was wondering that too. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's one. The answer to that question is they are probably in the second stage. Second if stage? Not, or if not third. Okay. Um, the crew member that is currently missing, do we know what stage he was in? Or they were uh, in? Data not available on that one. Okay. Um, but uh, if you talk to, say, the... Uh, get information from the crew the, that you recovered... Uh, we might be able to confirm Solid that. three. Okay. Gotcha. Great. So, with the questions we're asking, I would like to convert this into an advantage to find a cure, to okay. turn off the gene activity, and reverse the effect of the signal. 
Good work, Ensign. Uh, um, the other question. Captain. Uh, I was talking about Ensign Coldrick, who helped us out in chat. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> um, the uh, the other question that I had was: we saw that the nanites acted as like a signal booster. It at any stage during the progression of this illness. Do individual people act as signal boosters? Ooh. That was my second question. As part of your simulations, uh... with like, like take the nanites out of the equation, mm -hmm. do the progression on its own. Do the people give off the same sort of signal that the nanites do? Because it yes. might give us tracking. Uh, yes, they do. Uh, in fact. It creates a, a, a. You run a couple of simulations, including one where you have multiple people uh, who are infected, and uh, they have. Uh, they develop at least uh, some form of telepathic communication that rides that signal. There it is. So it looks like not only are they suggestible, they're also the people that do the suggesting. At the very least, they help relay the signal. This indicates a positive feedback loop in the process. Almost a little bit of perpetual motion. Go ahead, doctor. Oh, I was just, I, I was agreeing. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I just saw uh, Wi-Fi uh, hotspot yeah, and that. And I just... yeah. uh, that's yeah. what I was laughing at. I was like, uh, Cole Jake, you're, you're a trip. <laughs> Cole Drake's uh, for real been like, like really good in chat and like has been seriously. like doing lore drops and everything too um mm -hmm. i think he was also in or they were also in uh my my star trek game as well and like <laughs> we'll we'll like give you facts and as it goes through like they, they, they'll handle all your lore for you i love it um thank you coldrick for being a part of this and and keeping us uh honest <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and and making us laugh once in a while I want them on my uh, Star Trek trivia team. Yes. <laughs> uh, probably give my dad a run for his money. Uh, <laughs> all right. Are there any further questions that you want answered or can get answered? Those were the questions now? that I had if anybody else wants to ask things. We still have a whole buttload of momentum. Yes. I think I'm okay for now because that was enough to give me the advantage I needed to come up with a solution for our impacted crew. Okay. But doctor, do you have any questions? I am still wondering if we can use the nanoprobes to deflect the signal. I I would still like to be able to work on that mm -hmm. because then we would have an immediate we would have an immediate way of uh prevention as well as possible treatment for the for the the people in the brig yes doctor. also it's better to be proactive than reactive yes there was there was an uh there was a suggestion that uh lieutenant 
Chapre, I believe you came up with earlier was uh, creating some sort of inverse sine wave. Now that we know the frequency oh, yeah. that this that this axon ah. would we be able to, we, I think we still might need that extra little bit of technology, but there might be a way to create an inverse signal that cancels it out, or potentially, is this a, is the signal electrical in nature? If it is, then we could perhaps construct some kind of Faraday cage. Uh, it's, sorry, my science took over for a second. Um, it's all very interesting. If we weren't in dire na danger, it would actually make a very fascinating paper. <laughs> well, yes. We will of, yes, and we will of course keep records and publish at a later date. There's a science conference in someone's future. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, uh, we can try the sine waves and we should be able if we can do that we should be able to completely realign the deflector array so that the ship's shields actually block the signal so we would be safe as a as a ship not just individually so if we can if we can do that we would be uh ensuring that we would no longer be susceptible to to the fold That would very much help us. All right. Excellent work today, folks. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and that is a good place to uh, wrap up. Uh, this this has been a fantastic session. I, I love watching this crew work and work together. Uh, it's just... It's fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. Uh, thank you uh, to our amazing audience for sticking with us and for keeping us so entertained, uh, especially Cole Drake uh, and uh, Cold Spider for all your uh, yeah. uh, contributions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I still have like two plus twos as well. So uh, I'm going to have to use them soon. and use them bring the drama <laughs> uh but i didn't have to this session because everything was just like uh really tense and and exciting so uh there I, we brought the drama this time yeah it, it was fantastic uh but thank you to our audience uh and uh yeah uh, that ends our session for tonight uh i have been your game mistress winter you can find me at g mistress winter on twitter instagram and facebook and uh over at my channel mistress winter's court on monday nights where we reclaim monday nights uh with a pathfinder second edition uh campaign that i absolutely love running as well um how about you juicy Hi, I'm Juicy Garland, a Boston area drag queen, most of the time. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Juicy Garland, one word, and you can find me on Instagram at Juicy.Garland. You can find me on Fridays on this same channel playing Cyberpunk Red at, oh god, 7 p.m.? I don't know, time's an illusion. In the evenings, tomorrow, follow my Twitter, you'll find it. And then if you are in the Boston area, I'm performing on Monday at Jacques Cabaret uh, at uh, MT's Drag Stroll. So that's a fun time, too. So nice. have a great weekend. Uh, break a leg on that. <laughs> I'll try not, but I'll do my best. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, uh, Jesse. Hello, I'm just Jesse D. Thanks so much for watching. This has been another episode of Sherlock Does Doctor House in Space. Um, <laughs> I dropped my socials um, in the chat, so it's just Jesse D on Hive or just dash Jesse dash D on Tumblr. Find me, chat with me. Love to hang out. Awesome. And Anita. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm Anita, otherwise known as Panita or Critical Misses. Uh, you can find me everywhere online at Panita or at Critical Misses. I'm a TTRPG streamer, graphic designer, producer, kind of just do a little bit of everything. Uh, you can, I, I wear very many hats. Uh, you can find me uh, tomorrow uh, over on Gen Con TV for Table Takes Game Night. I believe we're playing Poetry for Neanderthals. Uh, which is going to be a fun time. And then after that, you can find me over on my channel on Critical Misses. I'll be GMing uh, a brand new show. It's called The Growing of the Dim. Uh, well, it's not brand new. It's kind of an anthology series that we've done. Uh, and this time uh, we're doing a little bit of Weird West. Um, and uh, I'm very excited to play with the crew that we've got going. Uh, and uh, very excited to tell more stories. Also, Saturdays, I'm on my channel again for Morning Ritual, which is a TTRPG talk show. Um, we're talking with Werewolf Fields this week. And then on Saturday Sundays, you can find me over on Pluto Cleric's channel for a star uh, Starfinder game called uh, The Weird Frontier. Uh, that's <clears throat> been a blast so far. I play a little old lady that is the heart and soul of the crew and also somehow manages to wrangle all of these squabbling crewmates like like her little children uh that's it that's all that's me i love that <laughs> thank you so much agnes uh, is a sweetheart <clears throat> and twisted uh yes twisting curses pardon me i just got uh, a very dry throat there uh twisting curses on discord and man that was a great episode that was so much fun thank you to everybody for watching and i'm looking forward to next week Take care. Fantastic. Well, we hope you will return to Cybernation Uncensored uh, next Thursday for the next session of Star Trek Adventures Flight Beyond the Veil. Everybody, until then, have a great weekend and a great week. Bye-bye now. Long and prosper. Bye. Cybernation Uncensored.